ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Even in the world of business, leadership transitions don't look much smoother than the changing of the guard that will take place next month at the NAB. CEO Ross McEwen, who helped to rebuild the bank's shattered reputation in the wake of the Hain Royal Commission, will hand over to Andrew Irvin, the head of business banking. But it's not all good news. While NAB's recently announced full-year profit increased by a healthy 8.8%, results for the second half of 2023 weren't so positive. Both men are in the studio with me this morning. Welcome to both of you. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you for having us here. Excited to be here, yeah. Ross, there's an art to knowing when the time is to step down from a major role. Why was this the right moment? Well, when I first took on the role, Patricia, I did agree with uh, the chairman, uh, Phil Cronican, that I'd do three to five years, uh, get the organisation out of its uh, dilemma where it really found itself in with the Royal Commission, Uh, get it back on its feet, but also, importantly, make sure that we had candidates internally that were capable of taking over and absolutely delighted that Andrew uh, is taking up the role. Uh, there's never the perfect time. There's always things to do in business. Uh, but my view was after four years heading into my fifth, uh, now was the time to hand over and we had great talent inside the organisation. Andrew, you joined NAB during the Victorian pandemic lockdowns, doing several stints in hotel quarantine along the way. I won't make you revisit that experience. Did you ever think you were making a mistake? Often. <laughs> I think I have PTSD from that period. But it was, you know, like... Um, Three hotel quarantines, moving a family halfway across the world and then not being able to experience this wonderful city and country of ours was tough. Uh, I think we were in lockdown more or less for the best part of a year or so. So uh, really, really difficult for the family. But thankfully, that's all behind us and we're really enjoying it now. Andrew, your key message to shareholders and investors has been around stability. So what will change under your leadership? Look, I think the bank today is a much better in a much better place than it was uh, f- four years ago when I came. Uh, and our job is just to look after our customers well, uh, be a great bank for colleagues to want to build a career. And if we do that well, I think we'll be okay. NAB reported an 8.8% jump in cash profits to $7.7 billion for the 2023 financial year, but profits were down in the second half of the year. Um, if I can just go to you on this, Ross, what mm. does that tell you about the economic conditions ahead? Well, one of the things that uh, happened last year with uh, interest rates rising so quickly, banks do get uh, a sugar rush of wins uh, and then it quickly disseminates or is lost as competition comes back in. And that we've certainly seen that in, the sec- in, our, uh, in our first quarter results. Uh, the margins have got thinner. That's what we borrow at versus what we uh, we lend at. Uh, it's got much thinner in banking. And uh, I think we're back to a much more normal situation than we were for the 12 months prior. Uh, but the, the economy is tightening up and uh, we're, st- we're still seeing customers in good shape. And Andrew can t- talk about the business side. He runs the business bank. Uh, but customers are finding it more difficult at the moment as uh, interest rates have risen to slow an economy down. I want you to be really brutal and, and factual for people listening. Mm. How bad has that got for your customers? Well, on the business side, I say, I'd say i say the averages are still okay. The problem is averages don't tell the story. No, so what uh, is the story? And I'd say uh, on the business side, you know, uh, 
landlords are struggling a little bit with interest rates, uh, particularly offices in CBD locations. Um, I think hospitality is also feeling it a little bit as consumers now start to have to make more difficult choices into where they spend their their uh, monthly income. Uh, so, you know, the, the one thing I would say is uh, we're here for our customers. And if there's anyone who's feeling it, reach out to us, reach out to your bank and we'll be here for you. You say uh, CBD offices. Mm. That has become a really big problem in the post-COVID environment too. Do you see a really big shift in how we'll see those offices be used? Uh, you know, we are starting to see workers uh, going back to the office a little bit more than maybe was the case a year or two ago, but we're still nowhere near where we were pre-pandemic. Uh, and so obviously I think as businesses look to optimise their space, uh, they're, I think, in some cases handing back office space. So there is pressure there. Um, but we also know that there's a housing crisis and so we have this unutilized office spaces. I wonder if there's anything we can do to convert some of that into residential housing. Yeah, that has been floated and yet we don't see much advancement there. Ross, do you think that's the sort of stuff that should be explored? Yeah, yes, indeed, but it's going to take time and it's also a big transition. So something that was a commercial uh, office building, it's very hard to convert into an apartment building with all the facilities in it. Uh, so there needs to be quite a transition to actually pull down some of those buildings and rebuild them for, from a uh, residential perspective. And we do have a housing problem in Australia. We're not building enough houses and apartments. Is it a crisis? It is a crisis. There's 50,000 homes or apartments not being built that we need built every year for the next probably five years. And how can we up. do it then? Well, there's a couple of things. One I've been calling for is state governments much faster on approvals. And the second thing is the number of the big developers have come to me and said, Ross, have a look at the tax we're paying on getting an apartment up. For example, in Victoria, if you're going to put up an apartment that's worth a, thousand, a million dollars, about 38% of that goes in state and other taxes. So you're not getting a million dollar apartment. You're getting a million minus the tax. You're getting about a $600,000 apartment for the price of a million. And that needs to be addressed as well if we want developers building the numbers. But we've got to get these houses going. And this is a little bit of crowding out going on too with all the infrastructure being built. There's only so many workers to do the jobs. There's only so much concrete. We've been slowing down migration are you concerned about that? Uh, over time, we've got to get the right people into this country. We need the people that are going to build the infrastructure, that do the construction. Those skills are absolutely needed in Australia. And we're still seeing uh, a lot of employers struggling to get the right people into their businesses, mm. even today with unemployment ticking up a wee bit. Ross, just staying with you, you seem more worried than Matt Common uh, at the CBA about the that people are struggling to make ends meet. Why is that? There's a different group, Patricia, that banks, the banks are not seeing those who are really, really struggling. But we uh, we bank the Salvation Army. Uh, we've got big involvement of a lot of other charitable groups that are looking after those who are really struggling. And you can see that there are big swathes of the Australian marketplace who are struggling people every day struggling to put food on the table. And a lot of this is now outside the banking structure. You know, so while they may have a transaction account with a main bank, their debts with somebody else. And it's, you know, through buy now, pay later. Uh, it's through uh, payday lending. Uh, and you're seeing that industry growing and it's totally unregulated. And I think that needs to be changed as well. 
A major reason that all bank profits are down is because of heavy competition for home loans, which you articulated earlier. Andrew, you want to grow NAB's market share in home loans. How do you plan to do that? You know, I think all the time it's all about being there for your customers, uh, being speedy, being responsive, uh, and providing a good product and a good service. Uh, you're right to say that today competition in Australian banking is fiercer than it's ever been. Uh, as a bank, we need to be thoughtful around where we deploy our capital. Capital is a, uh, a constrained resource, and uh, you know we've got to put it where it, it's going to provide a decent return. Uh, for our shareholders, but um, it's tough out there. It's certainly tough out there. Mm. The Treasurer um, gave a significant speech, mm. but also spoke to me yesterday and suggested that the, the, the issue around inflation, it's about to flip and we're mm. going to have an issue around growth. Yeah. Do you agree with that assessment? Well, I don't think inflation's dead yet. I think it's too early to make that call. Uh, inflation uh, is awful. Uh, you only have to talk to consumers who are struggling with the price of fuel, the price of groceries, uh, and it's in everybody's interest to get inflation under control. Uh, but I am optimistic that we're, we're, we're moving in that direction. I think overnight in the US, we had a really good inflation print. Hopefully, uh, we see some of that come in Australia, and I think that will give the RBA the ability to look at interest rates and start to bring them down when they're comfortable that inflation's under control. Do you see interest rates coming down earlier? Yeah, Andrew's right on inflation. We've got to get inflation down first. This year, we think inflation will have a, a three in front of it by the time we get to the end of this year, and next year we'll be back into twos by the time we get to the end. Uh, we're still not predicting interest rates coming down till the final quarter of this calendar year. So you get tax cuts coming through in July, which will be helpful, and then interest rates starting to drop off the latter part of this year, mm. not before. Inflation has to be crushed uh, we, to get this economy going, which is, I think, what the Treasurer was talking about yesterday, and the flip from inflation fighting to getting the economy growing. Inflation has to come down first, and then the economy can start growing again. We will see the national accounts, of course, come out, but are you concerned that there's been a contra contraction? I'm not concerned for Australia, because I think Australia is still in good position, and it's uh, we've got an economy that is still growing. We still see this economy growing, but it's it's slowing down, and it's feeling like it's really you know slowed mm. down. But I, I think we're still going to see growth. I'm, I've been very optimistic that we won't see a recession but we're going to see two quarters of very low growth before it starts moving And again. you're still confident? I'm still confident that we won't see a recession, but it's starting to feel, mm. you know, 0.2% growth in a quarter, that's slow, but it's not a recession. And in, in, in the sense of, of the work that you've been doing, obviously you're going to take over as CEO, mm. but the current work you've been doing in charge of biz business, your business sector, are we seeing businesses hit the wall? Not really, not yet. Um, Not yet, but but they, is it going to happen? Well, they, businesses came into this with the most cash on hand that we've ever seen uh, in our bank. Uh, so they have the buffers, um, but it's getting tougher, as Ross said. And, you know, um, many of them are having to work really, really hard to get through and make payroll and do all those things. You know, I, I speak to many customers and, you know, sometimes they're sleepless nights uh, days before they have to hit payroll. Look, I have to ask you, I haven't got it in front of me, unfortunately, but uh, the gender pay gap mm, came out. Yeah. Banks, not so good. How do you reflect on your results? 
look, work's still to do, uh, but we were actually the best of the banks at 16.6%, but still that's a gap. And, and you're both men. No, no. look, just, just stating the obvious. Yeah, well, actually, if you start with our board, we've now got more females on our board than we have males, Patricia, so it's heading in the right direction and we were the best of the pay gap in the banking sector. But it's actually not about the money we're paying people. It's about the number of uh, females in the senior groupings. That's actually That's quite important. Uh, we, we have excellent pay equity. Uh, we pay men and women the same amount for the same roles. The issue is representation. We need more female senior leaders. And is that a commitment of yours now that you're coming 100%. in? 100%. Mm. What are 100%. you going to do? 100%. Well, we, we manage this fiercely at every executive level. Uh, I've got to make some decisions about who I'm going to replace myself, and this is a big part of my thinking. It is. Okay, that's interesting. Just finally, Ross, just final word to you. The recent uh, five-year anniversary of the Hain Royal Commission is an opportunity, of course, to reflect on how far the industry has come. What could Coles and Woolworths learn uh, from you about rebuilding community trust? Look, the word is trust. You've got to have the trust of uh, of the people you deal with, both your colleagues and your customers, particularly in banking. It's all about trust. Uh, the product's pretty much the same. It's the people you deal with. Uh, and the Royal Commission was an absolute wake-up call for the industry, and I think the industry's learnt lots of lessons. But you can't forget the lessons. You've got to keep going back to a wee bit of history, uh, and it's something that Andrew's been very, very cognizant of, both you know what happened to our organisation and the industry, uh, and we'll be taken through that history as well as he takes over that job, because we can't forget it. We've just got to keep concentrating on good things for the customers. And I've got to say, we're not going to get it all right all the time. But it's how you fix it up if you get it wrong uh, and move forward and looking after customers and look after your colleagues as well. It's been a big mantra of mine. Is that a big lesson for you? 100%. You know, do the simple stuff well, look after customers, look after your staff, and then good things will happen. Thanks to both of you. It's been an interesting conversation. CEO Ross McEwen, who helped to rebuild the bank's reputation in the wake of the Hain Royal Commission. He's going to be handing over to the other man you were listening to there, Andrew Irvin, who's currently the head of business banking, will become the CEO. You're listening to ABC RM Breakfast. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music, and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.